2: listen up here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world
0: and all day and all in the late 90s three DJs living in Italy spent a few hours creating a club track that couldn't even keep people on the dance floor that would quickly change thanks to a little radio airplay and before they knew it blue became an international hit the song is equal parts catchy and silly but what exactly is it about this week we're joined by Eric Taft to help figure it out Beyond producing, engineering, and playing in the Great Heights Band and So Fetch, Eric is also secretly one of Eiffel 65's biggest fans. He helps us dive into the lyrics of Blue and figure out what's really happening in this Europop classic. (laughs)
2: One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed. And you can live off royalties forever. And it makes
0: me wonder. Is it just a wonder? as it one hit thunder? So Eric, I knew this day would come. The day that we <laughs> talked about blue by Eiffel 65. I can't believe it took this long. Um, I assume you chose this song because it's one of your favorites, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was my, uh, AIM away message. It was no, not really. It's, you know, (laughs) this song really speaks to me. No, I mean, it's funny because it's definitely a song that I listened to a lot. As a kid, you know, really, it was, it was massive. It was a really big song. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure we'll get right into that. <laughs> You're
0: the first person I've ever met who said they listened to Eiffel 65 Blue a lot. There
1: are dozens of us, Chris. Dozens of <laughs> us.
0: Well, I would assume that there is probably more than dozens because this was a gigantic
2: song. It was massive. Yeah, yeah absolutely it's, huge. Well, yep. and the other thing that's that's interesting is is this is my prediction. I think that Eric heard us saying how Johnny consistently picks songs that will be at the top of our uh, end-of-the-year retrospective list. And knowing that he did Save Ferris, which was at the bottom of last year's, he said, ooh, I can go lower. No,
0: (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. we got a lot to talk about with this one. First of all, Matt, before we go say anything bad about this, i got to say... As a person of Italian descent, this is the music of my people. <laughs> this, is, this is this is important to me. Uh, yes, it's like your national anthem. Yes, I, Eiffel 65 is an Italian music group, and I couldn't even think, like, of any other Italian music groups. Can you guys name another Italian music group? The Three Tenors. Okay. Yeah, I figured we were going to get into some... Uh, you Some know, opera so, so right of off the style. bat. I think of that, that's a more song. <laughs> I don't even mm-hmm. know if, the, if that's by no, an that's Italian person. Dean it's Martin. No, <laughs> oh, oh, he's from Stupidville, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I think of when I think of Italian music. Sorry. Sorry uh, to my ancestors. I don't really know much Italian music. I was also really interested to find out this song has verses. I never knew this song had verses before today.
2: Oh, they're oh, yeah. great. They, <laughs> they tell a story. <laughs> they, uh, there's at least one line. Let me find it. There was one line when I was typing up the lyrics where I was like, that's what he says? Um, oh, blue, yeah. Blue like my Corvette, it's in and the outside. Had no clue what the fuck he was saying for the last 20 years at that line. What does that like, mean? <laughs> his, his car is blue both in and outside of it, but... Oh, I thought you meant when it's inside and when it's outside, <laughs> yeah. like in his garage
1: versus outside of his garage. It's blue in both of those because that no, doesn't make any sense.
2: No, Chris, the thing is that while this is an Italian band, this song is written by a dude from New York who just moved to Italy to pursue his like DJ career. Oh, <laughs> like, see, I didn't realize
0: that. I thought they were Italian guys. Well, let me get yeah. l- let me start with this. Eric, you are a producer and engineer. From that perspective, how do you feel about this song?
1: So I went through and listened to it again this morning. Actually, I listened to a lot of the album, Europop, this morning. Very nostalgic listen through. But the thing that really stuck out to me sonically about this song is how terrible sounding the vocal in the beginning sounds. When he's, like, setting up the song, he's like, yo, listen. And it starts off almost like a hip-hop song. Right. Because literally the the first line is, yo, listen up, here's a story. And it's like... Is his life about to get flipped turned upside down? Like yeah, right. where's where are we going? And it but I was really uh it really stuck out how not great that vocal sounded, just like engineering wise. Yeah. You know, really heavy use of auto-tune and stuff. It's like So there's a reason that? for yeah. this.
2: So I so oh. I do have to reveal our sources on this one. Uh, Vice very briefly ran a series called The Story of, where they did, I want to think, I want to say it's six or seven episodes of the stories of almost one hit, borderline one hit wonder songs. And they did Eiffel 65, Blue. And they talk about in that documentary that Cher had just dropped Believe. And they're like, we got to do whatever she's doing with her voice. But they didn't have access to autotune. So they didn't know that that's what they could do. So he's like, it's literally like us running the vocals through the keyboard <laughs> to make it sound Oh, wow, so they like vocoded digital. it. Like, yeah, so he's like, you oh, isolate okay. the vocal track and listen to it, and then you isolate the keyboard track. It is almost the exact same melody line because his voice is being played essentially through the keyboard. Yeah, Cher <laughs> really cool. changed the game
0: with that song. She really, <laughs> she she really ushered in the the new age of music. So
1: <laughs> I, let's see, this song came out in 99 right? Yeah. I I was all of eight years old when this song came out, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to say that Eiffel 65 and hearing this guy's like heavy vocal effects was the first time that I heard an auto-tune effect even before Believe, just because of the music that occupied like an eight-year-old's like life sphere versus like Cher was not, you know, super in that in my ether kind of thing whereas right. like eiffel 65 this like goofy song totally was
0: <laughs> it seems like if you're eight years old and this song came out now there would definitely be a minions version of this, this oh is, for sure this is definitely a, a song that eight-year-olds would like down to what you started to get into eric what i think is really funny is it starts out with a poorly recorded verse vocal of yo listen up here's a story but i will note the story (laughs) we got to talk about what the story is or lack thereof so i want to go through this story and see if we can make any sense of this so it starts out yo listen up here's a story my ears perk up i'm ready for this story yo listen up here's a story about a little guy that lives in a blue world And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue. Like him, inside and outside, blue his house with a blue little window and a blue Corvette, and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around because he ain't got nobody to listen to. That
2: is part one of this story. Here's here's my takeaway. Like, up until a certain point, It just feels like a Dr. Seuss story. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, guy lives in a blue world, whatever. Where I get lost is the, because he ain't got nobody to listen to, feels completely disconnected from everything else that he's done, which is just setting up that this is just an all blue world. And then it's like, oh, there's there's a reason for this blue world. And it's because of this singular little guy (laughs) has no one to listen to. (laughs) No one to listen to him.
1: And then, and, and then in the hook,
0: he's proclaiming, this is my truth. I'm blue. Well, wait <laughs> this is- a second. Nobody listened to him. It says because he ain't got nobody to listen to. To listen to. Yeah, he's
1: got no music. He's the- got
2: no music. So I... <laughs>
1: To be honest with you, I always thought it just stopped at listen, because he ain't got nobody to listen to. That's what I always thought. I thought it was a delay tale, (laughs) and that the two that you hear is actually the repeat of the first two. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Okay, what I'm taking away from here, is everything blue because he's sad, because he has no music, until the chorus hits, and then his, wow, is this deeper than I thought, is... The blueness around him then turned into song, which then <laughs> makes the blue a joyous
2: thing. I'm blue. Bow, beam, bow, bow, beam, bow. Let me ask you a question real quick while you're right there. Because I remember being a kid and hearing a thousand and one different interpretations of what he's saying after blue. Now he's gone on the record and said it's literally just what it sounds like. Bada di baba die. But there was a ton of different ones that I heard. I'm curious what were some of the ones that you heard? Oh,
1: I only ever heard one which was if I was green I would die.
2: Yes. Which is, I, a,
1: I, <laughs> is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. Okay, which I I'm love blue. blue. Daba dee, daba die. If I was green, I would die. Daba d. I I thought it was like a, a hodgepodge of both. That
0: actually might work. I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. Mm, I okay, I like that. I never thought that. I believe it's I'm blue. Bow and bee. Bow, bow. Bow and bee. Bow. That's how I deciphered that. But you're also hearing it
1: played through a keyboard. So who? It's anyone's guess. Really, we should be asking the keyboard what it's saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, but let's move to the next verse. Maybe that answers more questions. Well, okay. I guarantee you that it will not.
0: Well, we've
2: established
0: he's a little guy. He lives in a blue world. Everything he sees is blue. His house, he got a blue little window, a blue Corvette. Everything is blue. We've established this.
2: For him and himself. There's also something else that's worth noting. Because I would say that the opening line is fairly clean vocally compared to the rest. Albeit poorly recorded. And it is in a different perspective, right? He's saying, yo, I'm going to tell you a story about a little guy. When we get to this next verse, the voice is more robotic and it's all uh, eyes. So So now we're... Now we're in the perspective of the little guy that we were introduced to in the beginning. Wow. So the first verse is in the third person talking
0: about the person who is coming in the, the second verse here. Yeah.
2: Okay. He's, he's setting the stage. He's, he's saying, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to bring out someone for you. Okay.
0: and this is And this is what we get. I yeah. have a blue house with a blue window. Blue is the color of all that I wear. Blue are the streets and all the trees are too. I have a girlfriend, and she is so blue. Blue are the people here that walk around. Blue like my Corvette, it's in and outside. Blue are the words I say and what I think. Blue are the feelings that live inside me. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. I knew it. I I get it. What you
1: get is that you think that he's just super depressed.
0: Yeah, uh, Yeah, I think that that is that. What is going on here? I mean, the sound of the music does not match that feeling, but Matt did send me a live Eiffel 65 show <laughs> <laughs> clip on YouTube that I watched. And if you felt this way inside and then you went to the Eiffel 65 show and you joyously sang the song about being blue, it's that it's like a yin and yang. It, it's it's these sad lyrics that go along with this absolutely uplifting music
2: you know is that what's going on here it could be it, this is going to shock both of you i'm sure but according to eiffel 65 they wrote this song in under two hours no which <laughs> really man
0: are you telling uh, me i have a blue house with a blue window blue <laughs> is the color of all that i wear was written in under two hours that can't be
1: true. there's that one line in the first where it's everything is blue for him and himself Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's implied by the hymn. Like, I feel like we don't need that.
0: We don't see a lot of that. In that seems like a bad interpretation by someone that speaks another right. language. Right. No.
1: Totally. It's maybe they wrote it in Italian and then they just it, popped it into the 1999 equivalent of Google Translate.
2: So here's right. the story. Here's the story as I understand it. And this is this is kind of insane. But apparently there was a studio in Italy that was called the Blissco Studio. And their whole thing was that they would just bring in producers and DJs from Italy. And it was just make tracks. We'll send them to the clubs. And if they do well, then they do well. And if they don't, we'll just try another one. So this dude from New York heard about this studio, moved the, moved to Italy just to work at the studio, befriended two other Italian DJs. And in two hours, they threw together this song. They decided to name themselves Eiffel, but when they were printing the labels, they had accidentally written down a phone number, and the first two digits of the phone number started with a 65, and that got on the label that they had sent to the graphics team. So the graphics team thought, Oh, they're called Eiffel 65. Print this graphic with the name. They're like, Fine, that's our name. They're convinced that they have a banger. They are excited. They go to the club, and the way that he describes it in this documentary is he says, We dropped the needle on this song, and it was as if someone yelled, hey, there's free drinks at the bar because the dance floor completely cleared out and no one cared about the song. And we said, well, this is trash. We had a 1,000 singles printed. We didn't even sell more than 200 of them. We thought, well, that was a, a nice effort. And then out of nowhere on April 1st, 1999, they get a phone call that someone started playing the song on an Italian dance station and the request line was lighting up with people wanting to know more about this band. And he's like, I think they said like, within a week we were on tour. Like we were like, all right, pack it up. We're, we're hitting the road, this is the time. But this is like, just thrown together craziness. And also I just want to mention, you you, li- you listen to that album Europop? Oh yeah. BBC Channel 4 called that album the greatest album of the 90s. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that he, That's someone amazing. called the Eiffel 65 album. Wh- let's go through some of the albums of the <laughs> 90s. I believe that I believe that Nevermind was released in the 90s, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. I believe that um,
2: multiple Bjork albums by oh, your girl. Oh,
0: oh <laughs> yes. I was gonna. What I was gonna say. I believe the Benz was released in the 90s. I mean,
1: I did they say I mean, the best album, or they said the best? Like no nope, best album
0: of the '90s is what it says. Matt, are you sure they didn't say the best Italian novelty <laughs> album of You're putting, 1999?
2: But, <laughs> now again, I'm working off of
1: Wikipedia here. Oh, that I, that you, I just typed in right before the episode. Yeah, Euro
2: pop was crowned as the greatest album of the '90s by Channel Four. Let me see this site. That is, the reference point is Eiffel65.com. Oh, come so.
0: on. <laughs> That's why you
2: gotta check your sources, man. You mean it's their uh, best album of the 90s. <laughs> yes. This is
0: this is Eiffel65's best album of the 90s. Made <laughs> in yeah, the they, last year. In
2: a, in a list of the 100 greatest albums of the 90s by Channel 4, Europop came out at the number one on the list is according to Eiffel65.com.
0: Wow. Ranked by Eiffel65.com, <laughs> these are the top <laughs> this is the top Eiffel 65 album of 1999. That I believe. That yes, I believe. I, I I'm I'm all for that. This is something you listen to the whole album so you obviously know there are other single Move Your Body. Oh, of course. Which I watched that music video today and I wasn't familiar with the song before, but it was like somebody trying to do Pixar style animation but like from some, from some well, strange like like strange place in in like I don't know in Eastern European country that doesn't really know. Well, how there to was do it was a
2: sequel to the Blue video.
0: Did you watch the Blue video? I you know what I couldn't find the Blue video. I just found like lyric videos and stuff.
2: Oh, so Move Your Body is a direct sequel oh, to the plot wow. line of Blue.
0: I had no idea. <laughs> in,
2: yeah, in Blue. A bunch of blue aliens kidnap Eiffel will kidnap uh. the lead singer of Eiffel Sixty Five, and he's putting on a show, and his other two bandmates have to fight all the aliens to save him, but then they realize that these aliens love their music, so they're just gonna hang out on this alien planet and keep making bangers. And that's where Move Your Body starts
1: off. Pretty great plot, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever seen the blue video either, just being young and not really having like access to like we didn't watch me and my brother like didn't watch mtv or vh1 until we were like you know in the double digits and i was still eight at that time so we didn't really have access to the music and also obviously youtube and like streaming music videos was certainly not a thing so i kind of like had an image of what the singer looked like in my head and it was like a total. Yeah, of course, cuz it was a to- and it was a complete fabrication cuz it's like, okay, there's this alien sounding voice he's singing about being blue and I like picture You know what I'm saying? Like when you're hearing an artist for the first time and like especially if you're young, you might kind of come up with like a weird image of what it what that song kind of like procures in your mind. So, yeah. I had a little bit of that, but yeah, I mean, I never saw the actual music video. It's interesting uh, well, to know what- that it's tied with Move Your Body.
0: <laughs> what percentage of people at this time who hadn't been to Vegas or really just had a loose uh, understanding of what it was assume that this was the blue man group like oh Oh, yeah that's that's the blue man group I would have probably assumed that a lot of people would have thought that right
2: that's how they should have performed honestly they should have looked like a bunch of Tobias Fuques up there on stage (laughs) like I think that they bring up this is the last thing I'm going to reference that came from that vice documentary but they do make a really good point and they said that one of the reasons why they thought that the single didn't work at the time was that it was too poppy for a dance floor, but too dancey for a pop chart. But he said that eventually it caught on and he thinks it was because it sounded nothing like it at the time. And they were talking about how now they're doing these reunion shows because they're like, now our music doesn't sound that far off from what Black IPs were doing at the time of the documentary it was like 2010 when they were doing like Boom Boom Pow. And I got a feeling and I'm like... He's actually got a point like the Eiffel 65 sound like 10 years later kind of was a lot of the shitty pop music that got on the radio. So this song was weirdly ahead of its time in a strange way.
0: Hmm. They also had the whole wacky voices thing going, which always I mean, it's a crapshoot. If you got a wacky voice, who are some of you guys favorite wacky voices? Like, for example. You got Fred from the B-52s. Such a wacky voice. Mm. Perfect. Iconic wacky voice.
2: You know what? Okay, I got one. I got a wacky voice, and we do need to do an episode on them one day. But uh, Midnight Oil, uh, beds are burning. He has a wacky voice? Not during the chorus, but think about the verses. It's like, ow, when the sound. (laughs) How about Ramstein. Du. Yeah, du
1: Yeah, but they're they're European, so how much yeah. of that is wacky and how much is just an accent?
0: I guess Europeans are always going to sound wacky to us a little bit, <laughs> or to me, to me.
1: But which was the guy who was from New York, the singer or not the singer?
0: The
2: singer. The singer okay, was so, the New York guy. Uh, so why does he so, have an accent?
0: Yeah, he doesn't fit in
2: that mold, I guess. I just searched wacky vocalists, <laughs> wacky singers on, on Google, uh, and here's a few of the ones that popped up. Was Adam Ant, Joe Jackson, Joe, Joe Walsh. Jack? Joe Jackson. Oh yeah, Joe Walsh is a good one. <laughs> you can never pronounce his last name. Uh, the guy from the Cars, Rick Ocasek, Rick Ocasek, yeah. Neil Young, and Buddy Holly among oh. their their wackiest. Si- oh, Devo is also oh, on, on Mark's list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the
0: only one I really agree with there is Joe Walsh, who I went and saw the Eagles a few months ago, and he is just wilder than ever when he's singing there is (laughs) i've never seen a looser singer
2: oh talking heads i would also throw Uh, in there
0: (laughs) sure sure but you know deep down there there's there's good yeah that's a weird list
1: that's a weird list i definitely wouldn't put joe jackson on it either no
2: no i I was confused by that one (laughs)
0: The album is called Europop and that is a thing in that world. I mean, look at that movie, the Will Fer- the you know, the not so good Will Ferrell movie about that Eurovision? Yeah. Yes. I actually thought that was an okay movie. I kind of, I laughed a couple times, I think. But that is a think about Aqua.
1: You definitely mm, have that. Yeah.
2: The Come On, come wanna, on Barbie, Let's Go You want to talk about
1: the other CD my brother and I had growing up and <laughs> listened to Front to Back is the Aqu- is Aquarium. Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: It's not a bad album.
1: No, and if you've seen their live videos from like 2012 where they're like full on rock band production, it's pretty sick. The whole album is called Europop, and it's actually kind of weird because the, the artwork on the Spotify version has them. It looks like the cover of Millennium, the Backstreet Boys album. It's like frosty like blues and purples and there's a picture of the band the the cd that we had had this like really cool it was all black and had like a picture of an eclipse on half of it i don't know if you've seen the the alternate that's
2: what i remember the cover being. yeah me too
1: so it really threw me off and then the spotify version has like all of the remix versions all there's like 19 tracks on like what is really yeah, like th- a 13 song. Yeah, that one.
2: Mm-hmm. That cover's great. It's pretty
1: cool. <laughs> I know. It, it looks way cheesier with the artwork that's on Spotify.
0: I have a, a question for you as a, as a person who also creates music, and I think about this a lot. Everything I do musically, all of my musical projects, I'm always trying to, you know, collaboratively create something beautiful. You know, create something just uh, heartwarming that touches your soul that what i i don't know what 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 i'm you know what i'm getting at here i'm trying to substance make, yes make something great but do you ever think like man i could make something in 20 minutes that's goofiest shit ever i always think about how <laughs> we always think about making this have you seen my cat song <laughs> with punchline like there's plenty of examples of this that if you just put it out there like this goofy thing especially in the age of TikTok and stuff that you could make a million dollars from some goofy thing you made that's yeah, just like probably. this you know probably. I think about that a lot and and I think sometimes maybe I should focus on making stupid shit <laughs> I
1: mean it definitely opens up kind of like a dangerous can of worms where like you get that first bite it's like shit I wrote a song called where's my cat have you seen my, have cat? You seen my cat and then it hits it big bigger than you know the other punchline songs and that's that's i mean that's great it's shitty that's you know what i'm saying like as an artist about- as an artist it's like oh fuck don't you wish you wrote baby shark
0: yeah oh my god like yeah a billion billions of views could you imagine the amount of you're set for life because one day you went baby shark dude, do 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 baby shark all right switch the animal baby yeah. goat do 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 do
1: Then you switch like, the
2: family member yeah it's a mama shark and mama then a daddy shark, shark. Daddy shark. Right,
0: right,
2: but uh well like even something like you know a previous probably the most comparable song that we've done on this show in the past the Macarena like that song is still in 2022 among the top 10 best selling singles in the history of music Jeez. and that you know what I mean like wow like what what is there to that song really a <laughs> like,
0: dance that one yeah. that one i understand there was a dance that went along that, there was a dance you could do at a wedding that's that, true uh, that went yeah. along with that one so i'd get any song that's another song i've talked about this many times eric Cha-cha and, they, slide. and, and, oh, and if i was if i was in a room with you right now i'd say let's do it i want to write the next song that's like instructional dance like <laughs> now you put up your hand now you put out your foot do the Eric and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Eric and it's Chris. All, it's wanna, all
1: in the name of the dance. If the name yeah, of right. the dance is like intriguing and compelling, then it's like, well, what is yeah. that all about?
2: Right. The, then, the Cha-Cha um, Slide just like stumbled into a beautiful- Because that one is going to last forever, right? The Macarena is going to last forever. From? What is
1: that from? What does the Cha-Cha Slide even- like? Where does that originate from? Is it not-
2: no, just Mister C, the Slide Man, wrote the. Oh, <laughs> he wrote it himself, did he? <laughs> but but so like, like now, slide yo. fanatic is he? <laughs> but, but then think about like the flip side of that is like there are songs that when we were kids they were like minor dance hits that no one thinks about, like "The Dip" by Freak Nancy, like nasty, Freak like Nancy, <laughs> Freak Nancy. That song never gets played anymore. But like "The Macarena," which is older than it still pops back up and i think the same will happen with the cha-cha slide the cha-cha slide's not going anywhere i think the macarena had a had a big
1: stint on like jock jams cds yeah
2: oh it 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 lived on the jock jams albums yeah (laughs) so and those were
1: big those were really big
2: i think if you got into the
1: if you got into the sports world where you could be played at, at events and not just clubs or dance type events, then you're automatically opening up a whole other market, because the sports people and the dancing people don't necessarily cross over. No. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's definitely something to be said. Like, you don't hear the cha-cha slide. You definitely didn't hear dip at yeah, the dip. events. The dip. I but bet a- you
0: hear blue. I- I'm trying to think. At Penguin Games... I always hear at every Penguin game, I hear sandstorm and the other one. So there's one of them that goes. Yeah that's, yeah, that's sandstorm. That's sandstorm. And then there's the other one that's like sandstorm. It's called like zombie. Is it called zombie? Zombie nation? slide.
2: Oh, oh, oh Yeah. Oh, oh. zombie nation.
0: Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, Zombie (laughs) Nation. Zombie Nation. Those two songs get played at every Penguins game. And I'm like, why? Why why are you playing this? It's like between face-offs or whatever. They'll play those. And I feel like Blue might get played, too. It could
2: be. I'll tell you, when you're talking about the jock jams, the other artists who benefited greatly from jock jams was Too Unlimited (laughs) when they got... Y'all ready for this? Oh, like yeah. that was like, oh, like they're they like, oh, we never have to write and record another song for the rest of our lives because it's gonna be played at every sports stadium for here until eternity. <laughs> like I got our song. It, it's called Let's Go, People. And it's gonna go, <laughs> it's gonna go
0: like this. Let's go, people. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh, 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 let's go people uh, 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 and then it's gonna show people The camera's gonna go to different people yeah. Like standing in the aisle dancing yeah. <laughs> Let's go people, uh, 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 uh uh, 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 uh. I wrote it. I wrote it right now. <laughs> Let's go, people. Uh, uh, uh yeah, Chris, you, Chris Matt, wrote can, it Matt, in an
2: hour and 59 Matt, minutes can quicker can than Eiffel 65. Can you
1: cut this part? Because this is now uh, this yeah. is now copyrighted <laughs> intellectual property. <laughs> yes, copyright Christopher 2022. This
0: is
2: my IP. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those notes. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. So you got the it? other, got the it. other <laughs> thing that is worth giving a shout out to Eiffel 65, because something this dumb only really succeeds because there's hooks in it and i until i literally sat down and started like hit play on this song to prepare for this episode i forgot how catchy that piano hook is that plays like over and over and over in this song like that's where the gold was in this song yeah. <laughs> you take you that don't out the, I it's
1: like <laughs> 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 it, it like mirrors the hook melody but yeah. yeah a different yeah it starts right off the top with the badly recorded intro. Right.
2: But it's it's like they just figured out, they found that little, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and just were like, how many instruments can we play this riff on and stack on top of each other? And it's oh, like, yeah. that's... Because you could release this without any vocals whatsoever, and I still think, like a Sandstorm or a Zombie Nation, it would have actually caught on, because that is such a catchy hook. Yeah, totally. The vocals just make the, it more sing-alongable.
1: The verse <laughs> melody is weird, though.
2: Yes, like
1: there's like some weird notes where he's like he just like oh, he's like oh that's a that's a throwaway on the last the, note Well oh, yeah re- when what's everything
0: resolution everything
2: that I wear yeah well yeah <laughs> like, these
0: verses are these verses are irrelevant and unnecessary I didn't even know there were verses in this song these are the well, most forgettable verses I've ever heard but Matt you have a good point. The melody is catchy. Take that and put it an eight bit and put it in a Nintendo game, and it's like, whoa, this is this <laughs> yeah. is great. This is whatever. But you should
1: put okay. it in a PlayStation game instead because Eiffel 65 has an entire song just listing PlayStation games. That's the whole verse.
2: Real? Okay. Yeah, we'll do that, <laughs> dude. Chris loves um, songs where they just list things. <laughs> it's his oh, favorite yeah, genre. Favorite. Yeah, <laughs> favorite. Big, big fan of. We didn't start the fire, are you? Oh yes, yes.
0: Um, <laughs> where so where, we? It's the time has come, fellas. Eiffel sixty five. Oh, yeah. Thunder or blunder is the question. It
1: depends uh, who you ask is my answer.
0: Well, we're asking <laughs> us.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's like I feel like within the if you're looking at like staying power, right? Mm-hmm. Like this song oh. is is definitely ingrained in the like pop culture at large just like you're saying it's still played at sports games it still comes up and if you hear it out in the world in the wild it's not that jarring to hear you're like oh they're playing blue this this is a massive song i get it now is it good is that the question is that the blunder versus thunder question well Well, also the rest of their
0: catalog did they follow it up i think they had like two more albums after this i admittedly did not even they
2: they broke <laughs> up when their when their dj decided to pursue a solo career and there was like a lot of squabbling over who was the true writer of blue i'll tell you what they they seemed like nice enough guys in the Vice documentary, but I'm still gonna have to say that this is a pretty big blunder. Oh, <laughs> I didn't places. know we
0: judge Thunder or blunder based on how nice the guys in the group Look, are. Listen, have you gotten called out about that before? <laughs> and then the guys hit you
1: up, and they're like, "Oh, they're actually good guys."
0: Oh, wait, yes, Look. that has happened many <laughs> <Yeah>. times now. <laughs> That's we what have, I'm saying. We have had wanna... to bite our tongues because the the artist, believe it or not, Eric, we've had it. We had it happen like five weeks in a row or something (laughs) there. We had a run where it was like every week the artist was hitting us up and was like, yo, you got this wrong, you got this wrong, you got this wrong. We're like, ah, sorry. Sorry we called you a blunder.
2: That's why I just like to make sure it's known they seem very nice (laughs) blunder. Okay. All right. So I I would
1: love to, uh, before I give my answer, which I have an answer, um, I would love to go through the rest of the record a little bit if you don't mind. Okay. Sure. So many of the songs Start with Blue starts with that laser sound, the choo-choo. yeah, <laughs> okay. So, so many like I would say half of the album starts with either a laser like that or like a some kind of downward sweep that's just like choo, or mm-hmm. choo, like almost half of the songs, I would say, and it's mm-hmm. like so that's like what six songs on the album you should check out the one called my console where it's literally just if you grew up on playstation it's a geeky listen it's not a great song by any stretch but Mm -hmm. uh, it literally is just listing out playstation games I don't know there's I listened through again and remembered like a lot of them came back and were really familiar there was a song called your clown that is very 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 reminiscent of Depeche Mode Violator era stuff, which is like kind of neat.
2: I do need to stop you right now because I just remembered this when you mentioned the PlayStation thing. The music video for Blue in that Vice documentary, they said, we spent all the time in the studio playing Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation. We're like, can we make a music video where it looks like we're in Metal Gear Solid?
1: It's the second <laughs> one that they mentioned is Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I just I put up
2: the lyrics it's, and it's, saw that that's the sec- it's the first game they mention after they name drop PlayStation. They say, I'm going to play a game on my PlayStation all day with Metal Gear Solid to Tekken 3. Yep. Which, which, what a bend on a line right oh, but there.
1: Then they, <laughs> but then they name it in the verse, too. They go, Tekken 3, Metal Gear Solid. In the verse. So they just. Resident the Evil,
2: Gran Turismo, oh. Mega Boost, oh. X-Files, oh, Another World. Come on.
1: X-Files <laughs> is funny because it's not known as a PlayStation game franchise. It's known as a very, very, very popular TV show. It's, but it's like, oh, it's.
2: The chorus seems to be them just spelling out PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys,
1: were guys, they They were trying to get like an endorsement or get into a commercial <laughs> or something.
0: Guys. <laughs> you're Wait. you're what well, there's a combined I don't know you know uh, Matt, Matt plays some music too but but you know between you and I Eric what, what do we got 40 years of writing uh, recording uh, composing arranging music and this fucking band <laughs> made a song made an album in an afternoon and went Tekken three. And we're deciding if they're Thunder or Blunder right now. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not deciding. I told you I have an answer. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Good.
0: I'll let you continue.
1: Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I also, well, so I liked that Matt gave the backstory about how they got the number in their name, because it seems really appropriate in the era of all of the, like, noun and number bands. They were like, <laughs> it's like the Sum 41 or Blink-182 <laughs> of, like, techno, which is yeah, kind of right. funny. Um, no, Blunder, full on. Okay. Full stop. Period. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, this is this is very, <laughs> very. Wondrous. It
1: was. I, I will say, I enjoyed my listen through today. I have like one of my other good friends. We will like we. I say occasionally, like once in the past, like two years, we've put this record on and like gone through and be like, ah, it's not, like, and it's not a great listen through, but it's nostalgic, you know. For, and I think that's probably where Blue gets the majority of its staying power, you know, is like. Right that and it's so ridiculous that it it I don't know it stays in people's minds because of how stupid it is. I think that's where it where it comes from.
0: Right. No, well I'm gonna fair. give this one a blunder. Yeah <laughs> no why <laughs> really? It seemed like you loved it so much. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I was gonna pretend to like this. I just can't even do it. No, I
2: I, I, it. I it's no have you seen Look... my cat, but come on. No, <laughs> I've seen I see through your fake pretending anymore. You've, yeah. you've played that. This song's too dumb for you to even try to pull that card. I, I can't uh, do it. <laughs> Eric, if people want to check out some of your stuff, where where's the best place for them to see what you're what you're up to?
1: EricTaff.com. Just my name and then a dot .com.
0: I love that you got EricTaff.com. I feel like that could have been... Uh, there could have been another Eric Taft who snatched that up before you. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, you, you could have it.
2: been erictaft65.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? At I don't hate it. I don't hate it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, erictaft.com. Check me out. on Instagram, at Eric underscore Taft. Uh, I play in a band called The Great Heights Band from Baltimore. And, uh, yeah, and I love and I and love Eiffel 65. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you
2: play you play covers too, right? It,
1: I do. Yeah, I play drums in a band called So Fetch and it's all uh 2000s like throw from the year 2000 to 2009 2010 ish. We do all of the hits, everything from like Eminem, real some Shady through like Nelly to like Avril Lavigne. You going to throw Blue
2: into the rotation? No, it's 1999. I mean,
1: 1999 hard you know, cutoff. I'll, Actually, it, we do all the small things but that's only because the single dropped in January of 2000 whereas oh, the enema wow. came out and so there's like we do kind of get a little hard and fast with that but um, what about
2: what about the fact that this bad boy peaked in April of 2000 up against such songs that I'm sure you play like I knew I loved you what a girl wants smooth by Santana oh, back at 1 by Brian McKnight and uh Let's see any other good one. Hot Boys by Missy Elliott or My Love Is Your Love by Whitney Houston.
0: <laughs> I want to hear so Fetch play Blue. I right. do. We <laughs> should.
1: We should do it. We um. We just did a big show actually at the 9:30 Club in DC and nice. almost almost sold it out. It was Damn, wild. Nice man. Yeah, it was crazy. Congrats. So we're really stoked doing doing lots of stuff. So yeah, I'm keeping busy with all that and then that's great. Studio shit, you know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And just sitting around talking about Eiffel 65. Yep.
2: <laughs> How many times am I going to have to start again? How many times am I going to have to refresh? Cause I put my shoes on every day and I walk out that
1: door. I'm getting tired, waiting patiently
2: for progress. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ophalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing the new Punchline song, Can I Get a Break? Visit punchline.com for merch, tour dates, and news. Also, we're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get some bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHTPodcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and I at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder.